Today we have a special episode for you, episode 1.5 or something like that. My name is Gordon Anderson, uh, sorry to say, Grant is not with us today, and that's because it is a very special episode. We're going to talk about the Swedish ban and restricted list, the list with which many countries in at least Europe uses for their old school tournaments. And uh, just to have some background. When the format started, uh, the Swedish group from Gothenburg used the ban-restricted list from 1994, the original list. They made some changes, and where, when they felt something needed to change, they changed it, until 2012. Where they started the tradition that about a month after NoobCon, the world championship of old school, they released one ban and restricted update. So nowadays we have one update every year. And with me today I have Magnus Delaval. Hi Magnus. Hi Gordon. Hi. You're going to tell us what happens with the ban and restricted list 2017. So I'm not going to take any more time. I'm just going to ask you what happens this year? Yeah, it's Kind of big change. We're uh, last year we unrestricted one card. Uh, this time we're unrestricting two and restricting two as well. Uh, oh. And we try to you know make the updates as it feel right for the meta. Try to give like a small incentives to try out new decks, but we don't really want to mess with people's pet decks. Uh, and uh. I've been listening to clip. Being orbs, and I think that uh, this could be a fun way to you know announce the changes first. So, thank you, thank uh, you very much. And I just realized, do you do you want to take a little historic uh, update? What has happened every year since two thousand twelve? Yeah, uh, as you said, you know, before that, we uh, we mainly did the changes when it felt like them. We had like two or three tournaments a year, so it was easy, you know, just to talk to each other and say, okay, so probably Berserk shouldn't be restricted or probably uh, a card like uh, Power Artifact should be restricted, which was for a long time. And Balance should be restricted, which it wasn't in 94. What? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, but then, um, then in 2012, you know, after the blog has started and uh, some more people got, you know, to see the format, we figured out, okay, so let's do this like in a more proper way and have actual like dates or at least, you know, a time span when we do the updates. So in uh, 2012, you know, we, um, we restricted Charizard, uh, which was mainly because we started using timed rounds in the tournaments. And also they had uh, removed the uh, removed from the game zone and replaced that with the exile zone because oh. before that you know you you could play a deck with uh, for sure sud and the torment scripts and uh, exile or remove from the game the cards in opponent's graveyard in the sub game and you know eventually deck them 
which was the deck that was played at Nukon 3, for example. So, so people actually played that deck. But you know, once once Exile became a part of the game with the Magic uh, 2012 rules, we figured, okay, let's let's restrict it because this deck doesn't work anymore anyway. Hmm. And you did and, two more changes. You did two, uh, two more changes. Yeah, yeah. We restricted Mirror Universe, which turned out to be too strong in uh, in the deck when you had four mana drains and many people played aggro deck. And we unrestricted Pathfinder. Yeah. And 2013, you restricted one card. Yeah. Uh, we restricted Mandarin, yeah. which was a good choice. <laughs> uh, I think so as well. well. Let's jump over to 2014. This is where the unrestricts start to happen. Yeah. Uh, 2014, we unrestricted Monovolt. Uh, yeah. Nothing bad has happened since. No, you know, it's um, some people are, were very worried because it's such a good game in eternal formats like uh, Legacy, it's banned, and Vintage is restricted. But in old school, you know, it, it fueled uh, some new Atog decks and it made um, uh, Nether Void decks much better and stuff like that. So, so it mostly affected fringe decks or like Monored Troll Disco and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, Twiddle Walt. Yeah, and and nowadays blue red artifacts. Yeah. Like that. yeah, I think yeah. that's a good unrestrict. And, and mono blue art- artifacts as well. When I think of, that was yeah. a new deck that came after mana was, was unrestricted. That is one of the most impactful unrestrictions, I think. Uh, whenever. Uh, yeah, it was kind of nice. Like, but but if we were next year, then I would say okay, so unrestricted power artifact and mirror universe in 2015. And then you know you had uh, like in the top four of the next big shark tournament at BSK, we had both like mirror ball combo and power artifact combo. And uh, power artifact has turned out to be like uh, the real deal. Mirror ball is still like a very fringe deck, I would say. Uh, some people play it. You know, it was yep. uh, uh, one copy went five and two at Nukon, for example. Uh, so it is playable, uh, but. Uh, I think that Power Artifact is still like the stronger deck, and that was a deck I was really scared of. You know, I was scared. <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> but it uh, it turned out well. It turned out well, and last year there was one unrestrict. Yeah, then we unrestricted Fork, and then uh, we haven't uh, seen Fork at all. Well, yeah, like okay. if you consider Mark Lanigra from uh, from Germany, he uh, he went like five zero in a German tournament with four courts. Oh yeah, and uh, there have been like uh, it's a good like support card in Mandex, but uh, you know the real like fork recursion deck, which uses uh, fork and time walks and time walks, which was the reason the card was restricted. No one has has built that one in a in a solid way. Because most of the time, it seems like that deck is like a little bit more vulnerable than Twiddlewolf. Yeah. And Twiddlewolf is um, is probably the the preferred combo uh, get a lot of turns deck. Yeah. So that's a little bit of the history of what has happened since this tradition began with one banner restricted update every year. So why not get into the main topic? What happens this year? Okay, so I can start with uh, with one card that we decided to unrestrict this year, and this is the first time you know most people hear about it. Um, this was a card that I I wanted to let go last year, and I was like 
on and off about it two years ago. Uh, but back then, you know, uh, uh, UR Burn with uh, Time Twisters and uh, Wheel of Fortunes were like so dominant for a while. So it felt like a bad idea to give them a new tool. Uh, but it's uh, Black Vice. Oh. So I I hope that like I, I think that Black Vice can be really solid in a lot of decks. I think it will help Sly in particular. Uh, not only because like it's a one drop that deals damage, but the two curve on Sly is so is so bad. You pretty <laughs> much only have like Iron Claw Orbs. And uh, if you if you add like four more artifacts, because you can play like uh, Mishra's Factories and you can play Ankh of Mishra and maybe Brassman. Uh, but if you but at least if you have like four black vices, you can play a tog on the two slots. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would make do a lot. much better. And also, of course, you know, it works in um, index like uh, Nethervoid Prism decks, uh, and it can be like a good answer to like the deck and Library of Alexandra, like a very solid sideboard card. And you have a, I think, like in the draw seven burn decks, where you try to, you know, play the draw seven spells and play like all the seven glass and lightning bolts and stuff, you know, it might be a little rough. But if you wanted to have that in your burn, you know, you have to rebuild the deck and find like a slightly different strategy. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, maybe land destruction, you know, like some kind of ponzo with uh, four stone rings, four ice storms, crumbles, shatters, and, you know, just deny the opponent mana, play holy mines and relic barriers, say, you know, win with black ice could be enough. So I, I think it's the problem with this that you know it's a feel bad card because either you know it just wins you the game in a completely unfair way and acts like three lightning bolts for one mana, or yeah, it doesn't. So so that's the main reason why it has been back and forth because it's so swingy. But uh, on the other hand, we play cards like Mind Twist, which is super swingy. So uh, so I think it will work out. You know, if it doesn't work out, you know, we can also restrict it again in one year. But they play in eternal central rules, and I think uh, it hasn't made much noise there. So I assume you know it it should work out. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I just uh, I have here in front of me what you said about Blackwise last year. Um, that the big the the only big downside to it would be decks like white weenie unpowered decks that yeah if they don't really curve out and the opponent gets two black whites in yeah. one turn but that is such a fringe case that it happens yeah. so. and like i think that like the deck won't play black vice black vice is a card for for probably budget decks so maybe that white weenie deck will be the one playing the black vices yeah because they usually play Armageddon as well, so you know maybe. Oh God! Damn, uh, I don't want to meet Armageddon and four black glasses. <laughs> oh, what have you done, Magnus? <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> okay, uh, please, everyone is listening and going to play against me in some tournament in the near future. Don't play Armageddon and four black glasses, please. Thanks. And. That was a beer opening. I could hear it. <laughs> Cheers, Magnus. Uh, we don't only drink beer when we play. also drink beer when we record podcasts. And uh, that's how it is. So, Black Vice for everyone. 
Black yeah. Vice is unrestricted as the same as in the Eternal Central rules and also the Boomer Shadow Fireball, Fireball rules. I think. Shadow Fireball rules, yeah, that's right. So, Black Vice is unrestricted. But that's not the only thing that has happened. There's a couple of more changes. Tell me more, Magnus. Yeah. Uh, so actually restricted two cards this year, uh, which uh, may sound a little odd, but uh, uh, I think these will not affect most players. Um, I don't know if you if you look at the band restricted page uh, on the old school blog. It just said that the anti-cards are banned in tournaments that doesn't play for anti. Because if they wouldn't have been banned in tournaments that doesn't play for anti, you can build a deck with 60 cards, which includes uh, four Jeweled Bird and uh, four Bronze Tablet. And then they say you have to remove these cards from your deck before starting, unless you're playing for anti. So you remove these eight cards and play with a 52-card deck. So... You really have to have the anti-cards banned in tournaments that doesn't play for anti, because otherwise people would play 30-card decks. Uh, but we haven't had any tournaments for anti yet, but people are starting to you know, appreciate you know, playing anti, and I, I'm doing it a little bit myself. I know it's, it's kind of sweet. So the worst deck in the history of Magic... It's not like O'Brien Prison or, you know, the deck or anything. The worst deck in the history of Magic is 56 Unlimited Swamps and 4 Dark Pack. Uh, because what Dark Pack does, it just says swap, swap either card of the ante with the top card of your library. So you start playing with someone, they multi-Dark Pact. Turn 3, uh, they play Dark Pact, take your card from the ante, you get a basic Unlimited Swamp, and then they scoop uh, so that deck is simply horrible and I hate it and I do not want to play against it anymore so I'm restricting Dark Pack you're not you don't want to play against it anymore that means <laughs> you've played against it nah I had a friend uh, a friend <laughs> put it, uh, he, was, he, he was a friend yeah <laughs> and he, he put it together and I just saw it and was like I can't play against this deck the only thing that will happen is that you will get like a mistress factor from me and I will get two unlimited swamps and I hate this. Uh, but we don't want to like actually ban cards in this format, so dark pack is restricted. You can play your like one dark pack, 59 basic swamp stick, go ahead, uh, but you won't get four. Yeah, I'm not going to say that you are crazy, but you are... Yeah, let's go to the second restricted card. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so the second one is also like uh, anti-card, uh, and it's Contract from Below. Oh. Yeah, Contract from Below. Which is uh, probably the strongest card in Magic. And uh, if, for those of you who don't know what Dark Pack does, it says, okay, so swap the top card of your library with either card of the anti, and Contract from Below is uh, one black mana, uh, discard your hand, draw seven cards, anti the eight card. So you anti one more card and draw seven for one yeah, it, black it, mana. Yeah, it's a one-sided wheel of fortune for one mana. Yeah, and that's quite good. Yeah, so only one of those. Oh, and no. only one of those. So there you have it. If you are playing for anti, uh, you can now 
only play one contract from below and one dark pact. I think this will upset many, many players there listening to the podcast. And I feel I feel sorry for you guys. But not because of the restriction, because of your you're playing with anti. So let let let's go to what real stuff actually happens. Or or no 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 I, I can't let this go just yet. Sorry. But I really need to know. What what the beep are you playing when you're playing for anti? Uh, right now I mostly use my mono green deck and uh, but that's kind of expensive because it's all blackboarded and uh, <laughs> I have a, I have a white weenie deck which I can use for it but my next plan in anti is probably to play uh, red uh, because like the best anti decks are mostly black so one a few of the best cards in anti to play are like lost soul and bograte because killing a lost soul isn't that easy, and you know you have like um, you have a pretty quick clock because they can't block it. And uh, so ritual lost soul is a very strong play. It's actually better than ritual hypnotic, I think, in in most of these matches. And then also you get a, you get cards like dark pact. Uh, you can play the monocatonary, uh, which may get people scared. And uh, also you know you like contra from below, of course, which is the strongest magic card ever printed. As long as you don't lose the game. Yeah, uh, it really is. Uh, Ancestral and uh, Black Lotus is not even close. No. And you, uh, but the thing with red is that you know you you get around the swamp walkers, uh, which is like, I would say like common in the small anti-meta that exists, <laughs> and uh, you can play cards like, um, uh. What's it called? The uh, the Afrit that... Um, Tempest Afrit? Yeah, Tempest Afrit, yeah. Uh, that uh, pulls a card at random from your opponent's hand and puts it in yours. And uh, <laughs> Tempest Afrit in Legends is still, like, kind of cheap. So, because that that's one of the issues playing the anti also. Once, you know, the jewel birds from Arabian Nights became too expensive, you don't want to use them to change with your anti anymore. Are they uh, but, expensive? Uh, they're like four euros or something. I don't know. Okay. So you know, if, if you accidentally like anti something, that's okay. I really don't want to anti this. Then it's nice to have Yulebird, and they replace themselves. Uh, it's the first ever cantrip. But um, when they get expensive, you know, if more people start playing anti and Yulebird, you know, hits a. 10 euros or something you know they will become worse so it's it's a very very weird <laughs> aspect of the anti-cards okay so the argument is when your bird hits 10 euros okay yeah sure sure whatever <laughs> okay no 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 sorry i need to move away from the anti discussion if that's okay that that yeah, may sure. be uh we Maybe we should take that in another episode, talking about anti. Uh, I don't think so, but let's say maybe just for this time. And move away to the more um, the changes that will affect more people. Because right yeah. now you've said, we are going to unrestrict Black Vice. We're going to restrict Contract from Below, 
and Dark Pact, just for the anti-players. But there's one more change, if I understood it correctly. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you read uh, Stephen Mlendian's articles on VintageMagic.com. They're very good. I can recommend yeah. them. And uh, he had a post a while back when he said, okay, so these are the cards you know, that your local group can discuss if you want them banned or restricted. And he said that a format with this card unrestricted could either be fascinating or internally, internally boring. <laughs> so either fascinating or very boring. Okay, uh, let, let's I, see what the community says. Yeah. Um, You're voting for fascinating. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Because uh, the card is strictly worse than alternatives. Uh, it's very good. Uh, it was restricted in 94, but... Uh, I think it should work. Uh, and it's Maze of Eth. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely with that. I I was the one, uh, one of those uh, one of those guys who said we should unrestrict it. So I'm really happy with your decision there. Yeah, because it, it might sound like harsh against creature decks and stuff, but you know, most top tier decks right now doesn't even play Maze of Eth. And uh, it's it may seem a little bit more annoying than like lightning bolt or terror or stuff like that, but you know it's it's most of the time worse and it's it's much worse than a card like swords to plowshares, for yeah, example. Because it, it takes one land drop to put. Yeah, into it takes play. one land drop, and, and afterwards you can you, you think you're safe and then they just strip mine attack and you're dead. Yeah, or you know like. Uh, like many of the decks that uh, went uh, well at this uh, year's Noobcon that played like a couple of Stone Rains or, you know, the winning deck that played four Sinkholes. And, you know, if, if they get their Jusam Jin as um, Swords, you know, it's it's over. But, you know, if they have a Mace of Ithan play and they play Sinkhole or Chaos Orb, you know, it, it's easier. But the thing is that uh, we we don't have that much prison in the meta right now. And I think that Mace of Ithan will be like, a great uh, asset for a deck like Distress, for example, Mono Black uh, Prism, and um, I think that it uh, it's good in decks like uh, like a deck like Distress that uses the Abyss and stuff. You know, it can be really harsh. Uh, I also think it will fit well in with Troll Disco, which is already a pretty strong deck. But you know, it uh, having multiple maces, you know, it forces the opponent to commit to the board yeah. more. And then the disc will have a greater effect. Uh, yeah, that's, a good, that's a really good point. Yeah, and the troll disc at this point doesn't play Mace of it. You know, when I when I played uh, Crimson Disc or the Monroid version, you know, I played Mace because you know it forces the opponent to commit to the board. Uh, but I think that could be a really good inclusion, and uh, it it has some like sweet synergies with cards. You know, you you could just play like Mace of it. If you play cards like uh, Demonic Hordes, because post attack, you know, untap it, untap it, untap it, destroy four lands. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm really happy about this end restriction because uh, I have two decks which will get more maze of it, and that is okay. Sorry, listeners, I don't like white. I actually dislike white. White is my least favorite color in magic. Brown is probably the first, the best. Blue is 
second. But to to use a more new school term, I like playing Grixis. And yeah, yeah, Grixis means blue, red, and black. Thanks. <laughs> Just so you know, I, I, I'm sorry for this new school magic talk. Uh, and I don't want to splash white just to get a decent creature removal that takes uh, creatures with toughness over three. Yeah, and when people do that, you know, they also splash disenchant, which yeah. makes, you know, the format more like uh, into silos and stuff like that. And and also, but when you face a white deck, a white weenie deck, yeah. and you had your maces of it, and you didn't splash white for source of plowshares, and they play their Armageddon. You know, they... Yeah. And uh, so the so I, I think it's a fair card. It's incredibly strong. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. And I, I think it's... Yeah, it's a very, very powerful card. And would it's you, possible that we have to restrict again in a year. But the the thing that I feel the most with Black Vice is that no strategy is currently using Black Vice. It's like... Um, no, 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 you're saying Black Vice. No, sorry. Sorry, Mace of it. Sorry, Mace of it. And it's like the... Um, uh, with Power Artifact before, for example, or uh, Mana Vault, that you can't really build a deck when you have, like, one Power Artifact or one Mana Vault. No. Uh, uh, but maybe you can build, like, a good deck when you have access to four Black Vices. Maybe you can... Uh, again, <laughs> basically. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Because, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a Grixis version of uh, Power Artifact uh, yeah. to have a couple of more uh, Mace of It uh, as a creature removal uh, and don't without having to splash for white and also my Parfait deck which is a yeah. qu- quite a white de- deck but playing yeah. like an artifact based relic barrier hauling mine deck without white and instead and playing so for Mace of It it's and so Candelabra powerful if you combine it yeah, it's so hard to combine the maze with God. Yeah, which you do in a parfait deck, then probably. Exactly, so, and that's probably what I'm looking for. To pay a parfait deck, you can relic barrier, mistress factories, you can maze other creatures, and that makes it possible to pay candelabra. And in yeah. a deck like that, you can actually use candelabra quite often with Library of Alexandria and things like that as well. So yeah. it mixes together quite well. I'm really looking forward to this unrestriction. And I, I think last... like we, we wanted to give the prison players something more because you know we see control, we see aggro, we see combo in the uh, in the debates. But you know it, it's been a real long time since we saw someone play prison. I know now you're giving we really two don't cards. want to unrestrict mine. Now like we don't we don't want to like kill this thing with a sledgehammer because strip mine I think uh, it wouldn't be like a gift to the to the prison players it would be like a gift to every single deck because everyone would play it uh, and uh, mace is a little bit more niche but it it helps you know creature control you don't really have to splash white anymore uh, you can do some weird stuff with the Nevenerals disc and stuff like that. So I, I think it will be really interesting to see what happens and what people come up with because it, it's a powerful card, uh, but it's not obvious how you build with it. No. Would you say it will become the second most powerful removal in the format, or where would you put it on the list? 
Source of Plow Shares, of course, being number one. Yeah, Lightning, lightning Bolt, obviously, second. Um, oh. But, um, yeah, it's definitely in the top five. Uh, <laughs> can, can you even not, mention not... five playable removal? Yeah, sure. Like, Drain Life is super solid. Uh, the uh, the deck that won Noobcom played uh, Terrors and Oubliettes. Uh, cool. Sure. Yeah, you have players at five two, you know, playing uh, playing cards like uh, Thomas Coffin, which uh, <laughs> which I think you need some synergy with. But uh, Fireball is a very solid removal. Uh, okay, I myself yeah. played Spirit Link. Uh, I don't think Spirit Link is is bad. You know, Shane Lightning is good. Sonic Blast is good. Yeah. Uh, so so you know you you, ha- you have a yeah I can mention five good removals, boss. Yeah. But uh, and I, I this is. I'm not sure if it's top three, but it's definitely top five. But I think it's top three. Yeah. It, it depends a little about how the meta changes, also, because I I assume that this might give people more incentive to play like Fisher or like one or two uh, Ice Storms in their decks. But um, I don't think so as well. That uh, uh, that was uh, a thought I had. That the unrestriction of Maze of it for those. You didn't understand. Maze of it is unrestricted, uh, but the unrestricted maze of, maze of it may make it so that people are playing land destruction spells, which are also good against Mistress Factors and Library of Alexandria. And a lot of people, they have um, strong opinions about those two cards, but they aren't playing land destruction. Yeah, like. The version of the deck, or the versions of the deck that end up in the top eight, Nuka, you know, they played Stone Ray. Yeah, because and, they uh, need an answer to library. Because yeah, and, and, and that's and that's a good idea. And the the deck that won played Sinkles, and the uh, another deck in the top eight, you know, played Armageddon, and you know, you, you play some land destruction. And I think that it should be a removal like anyone and, and any other removal. You should have yeah. land removal. And it's it's not as common, I think, in like the U.S. because then then they have so many strip mines, so they don't really need it. But that's like a whole other bag of snakes. So I think um, I, I think like offering like a slaughter to you know something more than perhaps your chaos orb, you know, to to have a land is not a bad idea. And in those scenarios, you know, Maze of it becomes worse than uh, source pleasures. Of course, because it costs you a land drop, and you know it's a one for one trade. But you know you miss your land drop, and you still have your creature. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, but, it's only a one for one trade with their land destruction spell, and you didn't gain anything. You didn't get rid of the creature. Yeah, but still, you know the the synergy the card has with spells like Wrath of God, the Abyss, uh, Nemnor's Disc. You know it's it's very powerful, and it's like kind of free. Well, the cost of the land drop, you know, and it always takes the best creature. So if you're up in a place like, uh, like a uh, elvish archer on, uh, or like a uh, curd ape early, you know, you can just mace it. And when the Urnum Jin comes, you know, you can start macing that one. Yeah. So Magnus, to recap it all, we're going to restrict two cards. Yes. That is contract from below and dark pact. Yes, and that's only if you're playing for anti, which yeah. I don't. Otherwise, think... they're still banned. <laughs> and I don't think many people do. 
So the two more relevant changes are unrestricting Black Vice and unrestricting Mace of It. Yes. So do you want to add something more? Otherwise, I think we're going to uh, end this special episode. And I'm very you. happy to all people that send me emails or, you know, uh, contact me on Messenger and uh, all people that talk to me in forums. And I had so much input and so I to see that people care. And I'm sorry that, like, we're not restricting Ivory Tower or uh, <laughs> City in a Bubble or... Or unrestricting Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, or doing power level rate on Rukeg or Misha's Factory or um, Serendip Jin. And uh, unrestricting with fortune, as you said, or balance <laughs> or mana drain. And, there, there's a lot of things you could do. Yeah, uh, we take it nice and slowly. I think I, there are there are some things that were close. I can say like uh, uh, Mishra's factory were close. Uh, oh, was close. Yeah, and the recall was close to be unrestricted. But, you know, we, we have a few more years ahead of us. You know, we've been doing this for 10 years now. We're going to do it for 10 more. And we'll see what happens next year. Okay. Thank you very, very much for that insight. And there you have it, listeners. You have a little... You have, you have a small... What do you say? Something to think about for next year. You have a couple of cards which Magnus is thinking about. And um, not only Magnus... Um, I do see Magnus are talking to people all over the world about this. And uh, that's it. Thank you so, so much, Magnus, for letting us uh, do the unveiling of the new banner restricted list here on Flippin' Orbs. Thank you, Warren. I will uh, update the blog with it uh, like a few hours after you put up the video. Yeah, and I will put up this podcast right right now people won't understand when now and a few hours but just so they know we record it and as soon as we say goodbye here i'm going to publish it that's just how it works because we need to be fast thank you again magnus and have a great rest of the day see you next time thank you thank you and thank you, listeners, for another episode of Flipping Orbs. This was a special episode, uh, 1.5 or something like that. And uh, we'll see you next time for a more real episode. <laughs>